Hey everyone, this is Mike Dunn. I'm Matt Downing. I'm Julie Cook. And I'm Janine Dunn. And you're listening to Rethinking EDU. Um, co-hosts, we got this really great series ahead of us on teacher preparation programs. And we're here together, kind of kicking back, relaxing a little bit because we actually don't have a guest right now, right? We're it's just us. And um, we're here to kind of give the listeners a little teaser about what they're going to hear over the next, um, what do we have, four episodes on deck for them to listen to. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, let's start with like why we decided to put together a series on teacher preparation programs right now. Who's got some thoughts about that? Oh, I got some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think, Jamie? So teacher prep programs, well, I can tell you that being uh, an adjunct to one of our local universities here and teaching the future teachers, um, I'm concerned with, you know, them, uh, who we're sending off into this landscape uh, of, of education here. We, you know, I, what, here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing um, very traditional cookie cutter sort of programs that, you know, students are, these education students are taking, you know, a lot of theory classes and they're not getting into a classroom until late in their junior or senior year um, after, you know, they've just paid three years worth of, <laughs> you know, college bills uh, to finally then figure out whether or not they really can and want to teach. Um, and I'm finding that we have an awful lot of um, students who just can't think outside of the box. They 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 just don't, they don't know any different than you know sitting in rows and you know doing doing school the very traditional way and not getting into the project work, field experiences, making these community connections. Um, and that's not being taught. I, I think I don't think it's being taught enough in some of these teacher prep programs to start with. That's just my two cents to get, get us started. Right on, right on. And when you say think outside the box, are you talking about all of the things you listed and also like practical problem solving skills? Like uh, people just get stuck has been kind of my experience. And then they're like, I don't know what to do next. Has that been your experience too? Yeah, I think also, you know, how do you teach kids? How do you prepare teachers to teach mm -hmm. kids to have critical thinking skills, to be able to communicate, be creative, you know, be able to collaborate with people. Um, like it's not, that's not really there within the content that you're, you know, learning to teach per se. Uh, but those are absolutely necessary skills that we need to embed in our students mm -hmm. and, you know, so that they can go out into the world and do awesome things. Sure, sure. Matt, what are your thoughts about this? Why or why, in your opinion, are we focusing on teacher prep programs right now? Yeah, so another angle, um, from what Janine was saying is, so we, we have a teacher shortage right now, or a, a pending teacher shortage and teacher burnout, right? Every time you look, people are leaving teaching because they're just burnout, more stuff's being put on them. And, you know, to be honest, they probably haven't been cared for dur during all of this, um, the pandemic. So, you know, you look at these, at the teachers that are coming in and these are valuable commodities, right? They're, they're needed. Um, so I'm just like really interested in, in how these commodities are being shaped and going to be utilized and going to be used. And it's really interesting to look at the, the different teacher prep programs. I'm excited to talk because on deck we have, uh, you know, vastly different 
program. So it'd be interesting to see. All right. So how do they uh, want to shape these teachers um, to come in that are very needed right now and they could help change a school and, and what's their philosophy behind that? How do they view that? And what are some ways they think that they can do that best? Right on, right on. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Julie, what's on your mind? Well, I think, um, to take that a step further than Matt, um, you know, the disconnect between, you know, when teachers, what they expect and what the profession is actually like that first year, um, you know, the different kinds of um, experiential education that we're providing for students in a traditional four-year college preparatory, it doesn't seem to match um, the skills that are required, uh, the disposition that is required, you know, there seems to be a disconnect. Otherwise, uh, student teachers who enter the profession wouldn't leave in droves. Um, you know, we all know that statistic that many don't make it for that, that five years. So I think it's pretty interesting to look at, you know, what is working and what can we replicate? So that's why I'm interested to think about the different teacher preparation programs and some different models. Um, we have some residency programs, we have some traditional residency programs to look at and really see you know, what's working. Uh, instead of it's all dire news, you know, what can we replicate? What's, uh, somebody's doing something out there that uh, is the good and the right thing uh, to set people up for success instead of it being you know, kind of that sucker punch experience where you're three weeks into your first year of teaching, you're drowning, classroom management is out of control, um, you never thought that you'd have to navigate all these different personal relationships with all the teachers around you, and you just you just can't make it. Uh, uh, that's just just a common experience. That you know, how do we stop that and turn it around? And there are places who are doing they're doing it. So that's what I I'm interested in finding out about. Cool. Yeah. I echo all those things, and I just want to echo Matt's statement one more time that the teacher shortage is very real and is going to get worse a lot worse if we don't do something better to prepare people and then support them when they're in their schools. And I know we're not aiming to talk about support through our conversations, but um, as in like support after you start in your, in your job. But I wonder if that should be part of our conversation. Um, I'm not sure. I think it should be, but I don't know that a lot of teacher prep programs are really emphasizing that it's like, you know, uh, once your baking time is up, the 12 and a half minutes that you're in the oven, then you're out into the world. Um, okay, so just to give our listeners a little bit of an idea of uh, what's on tap for this series, we are talking with Dr. Carol Watson um, from Kutztown University, which is a university in Eastern Pennsylvania. Um, Carol has been working at Kutztown for a while now, and she is... Um, a terrific faculty mentor in what uh, we would describe as what a more traditional teacher prep program, right? Kutztown is a pretty major producer of, of teachers in Pennsylvania. Our own Matt Downing here is a graduate of Kutztown. Yeah, it's the best uh, teacher prep program in the world. Right on, right on. <laughs> uh, um, we are then going to be talking to uh, Eric Sarab and Andy Alcaraz, who are Teach for America graduates. Um, I should say alumni, not graduates. And they both served in the city of Chicago in wildly different experiences. 
um, and we hope that you enjoy their their takes on um, Teach for America's place in this whole conversation. Our next conversation will be with Sarah Bertucci. She's the Director of Professional Development at Eagle Rock School and Professional Development Center here in lovely Estes Park, Colorado, where I live. And Sarah is the um, oversees our teacher prep fellowship, which we call our public allies fellowship here at Eagle Rock, where students come for a year and they experience what Eagle Rock is all about and can earn their licensure in that experience. Then our fourth episode is with Dr. Sarah Fine and Carol Battle, who both work at the High Tech High Graduate School of Education. And, you know, it's, it's uh, our understanding that the High Tech High GSE is part of this new wave of NGSEs, as I've heard them called, that uh, also include, say, like the Relay Graduate School of Education, um, the Alder Graduate School of Education, these sort of NGSEs that are helping prepare teachers in really unique ways. So we're going to get into four episodes with all of those folks. And um, co-hosts, let's just share maybe one thing you're most looking forward to talking about in this series. And maybe we go in reverse order this time. So let's start with me, then we'll go Julie, then Matt, then Janine. Okay, so for me, I am most looking forward to hearing about how um, these folks support mentor teachers, teachers that are in the classroom that are already doing the work. But we know that having a student teacher can be, and Matt, you can imagine, can be sometimes a burden, you know, and it, especially if you're not feeling like you are supported by either the university or your school. And so I'm curious as to how some of these folks talk about um, supporting mentor teachers. Julie, what about you? What's one thing you're really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to hearing about, you know, again, what's going well, so we can look at replicating it. But also, you know, how closely do the experiences of student teachers match um, since they're practicing teaching and learning? How closely does that experience match what we hope their teaching will look like in the classroom? Uh, so if they're sitting in rows and they're learning about theory that's never applied, you know, that kind of thing, um, does that then translate to teachers who just aren't able to translate into their into these kinds of schools that are looking for innovation and um, something you know new and, and um, yeah so if if their if their practice if their um, doesn't match what they're learning in school then you know I think there's going to be this disconnect so I'd like to see if like the theory and the practice are aligned cool yeah. Matt, what about you? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, the first thing is like, you know, my student teaching experience was, you know, whatever, 15 weeks. And I did seven and a half weeks in one location, seven and a half in, in another. But is there a program that does that differently? Kind of like what, what Julie was, was just speaking to and what Julie spoke to earlier. Is there a program that can embed that somehow earlier? So it's not just this like standalone 15 weeks see ya um but there's something where you're being you're preparing along the way so i have a vivid memory of at kutztown university the best uh, teaching college in the world um when i was there 
I, I remember my one education class, right? It was the football coach and he had the rings on and all this. And he was like, all right, so here's what you need to know about education. You move over here and then you move down here and you're at the top, you're at the bottom of the grid and the grid, that's where you make the most money. And then you go off on your pension. And then he started putting up his pension on the board. And he was like, I was at this, this, this. And so I get this for the rest of my life. And now I'm at Kutztown and that's extra. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, so I just want you to see the graph. And he started handing out different schools, pay scales. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? What? I mean, I do think that's kind oh. of interesting, but, but like, that was sort of the most hands-on learning I got in class. <laughs> was oh was him handing out different scales. It's vivid because me and my me and my friend we looked at each other like, "What is going on here?" Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, there's stuff that's going on. Like these people that we talk to are going to be a, sort of giving insight into you know engaging practices beyond sharing out pay scales and and getting to the bottom of the grid. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. My goodness. I don't even know what to say about all that. Um, I do. I have to admit, I have looked at a lot of uh, district pay scales before, but I don't think I've ever had the idea to pull them out and show them to my students. Um, and he was all yeah. about, you got to go, you know, he, you got to go to the pen because I'm Pennsylvania. So you got to hit the 30, 35. That's your magic number. Then you multiply that. To <laughs> hey, man, listen, practical. practical. Yeah, he's I very practical. It. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Janine, what's one thing you're hoping that you get out of these conversations? So I kind of back to my original point that, you know, teachers teach the way they were taught. And then I think that with um, me being in a position that's, intertwined with a teacher prep program, like what can I do to help our program be different, you know, or be better really? Um, you know, what are these other models that are out there? I feel like I have, I'm not well aware enough of uh, other models that are, are happening across the United States or elsewhere um, to be able to, you know, take action, I guess, as of yet, you know, like I, I, I feel like I need, I need a little more arsenal or, you know, gather some more information about these programs that, that are non-traditional and that are working and that, you know, are moving, moving the, the needle forward, so to speak. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is interesting now that we're talking about this, I wonder if this presents an opportunity for us to convene a conference of uh, teacher education programs, you know, just a gathering of people to come together and talk about like, what's working, what's not working, like how can we help people adapt and learn from each other? Much like teaching is pretty siloed from communities. Um, like, uh, like a friend of mine often says is that you just, people just don't know what you do in classrooms. They don't know what teachers really do in classrooms. You know what they do when you were a kid, right? But you don't really know what, what they do as a professional. And um, because of that, I think oftentimes even preparation experiences are pretty siloed in that people don't know what, what prep programs look like outside of the prep program that they had. And so I think your point is a, is a really great one. Just uh, mark down those ideas, Julie. I saw you taking notes over there. Um, to convene a conference of appropriate uh, individuals. So co-hosts, 
Great to see your faces now that we're doing our recordings on Zoom. Great to hear your voices. Listeners, tune into the next four episodes and then jump over to the Think Tank. Once you're finished with those episodes, you can hit us up on patreon.com slash rethinkingedu at the I think it's $3 a month level. You can jump in in and hear our uh, behind the scenes conversations that we have with with some of our guests and sometimes just with ourselves. So listeners, co-hosts, as always, we appreciate you and keep rethinking EDU. Thanks.